Live Better and Longer with The Fitness Show, hosted by fitness expert, author, and TV personality, Fitz Kohler. She'll tell you why diets are dumb, supplements are snake oil, and the truth about how you can earn a lean, hard, pain-free, and athletic body. Now for our favorite bossy blonde, Fitz Kohler. I'm Fitz Kohler, your fitness expert from fitness.com, and welcome to the 100th episode of The Fitness Show. This is very, very exciting. 100 episodes. It seems like an awful lot, and I launched this podcast in July of 2016, and I'm sure many of you will agree that it feels just like yesterday, and it also seems forever away. So many things have happened between then and now. Um, personally, sometimes it's hard to recognize myself, yet again, I still feel like it was yesterday. No time has passed. I created this podcast with the intentions of helping more people live better and longer while making fitness understandable, attainable, and fun. And I feel really good that I've accomplished that goal. And I know this because you amazing people out there in podcast land, You interact with me and you let me know that you've adopted the exact formula for weight loss or you've really started exercising more regularly or more vigorously and you have accomplished tremendous things in athletics or even those of you who have reached out and said, I went to the doctor and my doctor is so proud of me because my cholesterol and blood pressure levels are much improved. I mean, those things matter. Golly, they matter so much. And so it really, I feel feel like a a worthy professional. You know, if you're a person who likes to sew and you can never put together a dress or a pair of pants, well then you're not very good at sewing. Or even if you're good, you're not very useful if you're not actually doing the deed of sewing. Um, And so my intentions from when I started teaching fitness back when I was a teenager was to help folks live better than and longer. And I, I love that I actually have been able to accomplish that. And of course, I'm not satisfied, not even a little bit. Um, but your progress, your success means so much to me. And, you know, where many careers, people are constantly winning awards. Maybe they win plaques or, you know, salesman of the year or some sort of status. I don't have that. But I have people who feel damn good in their new jeans. And I have people who can who can go a distance they never imagined they would conquer, and people that are having athletic adventure for vacation, healthy families, and you guys are my rewards. You are the thing that keeps me pushing forward and inspires me to do better when I'm having a lazy day or I'm feeling unmotivated. I I think of you and Robert Schultz with his constant swimming pictures and Michael Jones with his big, beautiful, sweaty selfies and Kelly Campbell, who, what is she? Kelly's in her 40s, but she just earned her black belt. I mean, come on, you guys are as good as it gets. And so, you know, I learned very young that I should associate up. You know, I was told, it was actually my kickboxing trainer who said, he goes, listen, if you associate with people better than you, you will always improve. And this is what I've been able to accomplish through the fitness show and my other avenues of teaching fitness and race announcing and so forth. But I look at you and I think those people are better than me. I have to hang on to them. And so thank you for listening. Thank you so much for making the past four years delightful. 
And I know that I keep saying it, my podcast frequency has dropped off since my breast cancer diagnosis, but it really is of high priority to for me to get back and do these things at least weekly. If you have any topics you would like covered, please send me questions or ideas. That really helps. I'm dealing still with a little chemo brain, which in 2016, I never imagined I would have. Um, but here I am and I could use that kind of support. You just say, hey Fitz, I want you to talk about XYZ and we will talk about it. And over the years, we've talked about everything. Obviously, tons of races and tons of success stories and you know, how, how do you get high cholesterol? How do you get rid of high cholesterol? How to plan an active vacation? How to get rid of excuses? I mean, we've run the gamut, but I do want to hear your ideas, your fresh ideas. Even if you have questions that seem outdated, let me know and, and I'll, I'll cover them because why not? Fitness, even the basics are always important. And so we're going to talk about that today because I started out this podcast teaching you about the exact formula for weight loss and trying to compel you to choose health. And I want to, on this anniversary, um, I want to try and do the same thing. I mean, so many of us, we, we work hard, we work hard, we accomplish things, and then life gets in the way and the kids get busy and, and folks start sliding backwards on their fitness or their goal. And they're, they're, the, one, they're the people who are like, I used to be able to do that. Um, but I want you to consider taking ownership of your life again. And I don't really want you to consider it. I want you to take some ownership over your life. It's your life. You are the only one who has control of it. Too many times I hear people saying, well, I can't because my spouse needs me for this or my kids need this or work, blah, blah, blah. To hell with that. This is your life. You only get one. And you need to start prioritizing it because absolutely zero people on earth are going to prioritize your life. And that means your health, what goes into your body, what you do with your body. Are you the person you want to be? So when you were 12 or 15, you know, those highly opinionated preteen teenage years where you thought, when I grow up, I'm going to be this. Are you that person? Are you the person you dreamed you would be? Go ahead, look in the mirror, look at your surroundings, look at your work and your family, whatever it is. Are you where you thought you would be or at least where you wanted to be? Now again, <laughs> are you a person that you thought you never thought you'd become? Whatever that is, are you someone who you never thought you'd become? And are you disappointed? I don't ask this to make you feel bad. I ask you so you can figure out where you are today and if you're on track. Because we can always justify failures. We can always uh, brush off successes, right? People don't take ownership of their successes. Baloney with my folks, you have to own every success. When you get your butt up in the morning at 4 o'clock or 5 o'clock, golly, Timothy, Powell, I think he said his alarm clock went off at 3 a.m. this morning or he just woke up and he was stressed so he went out and ran five miles. Timothy took control of his life this morning. He does that on many, many mornings. That's why Timothy has lost over 100 pounds. But he took full responsibility 
for himself and full ownership of that decision at 3 a.m. to go running. And the only reason Timothy's been successful is because he owns his successes and therefore he owns his failures too. So when Timothy doesn't wake up on a Wednesday and a Thursday and a Friday and he brushes off running or exercising or strength training, Timothy posts in on social media and tells everyone, oh my gosh, I have blown it. I'm very disappointed in myself. I've gone three days or four days without exercise and I need to whip myself back into shape. And so ownership, it matters. You have to have full ownership of your existence. Every minute you have on earth is what of your choosing, right? You decide if you want to sit on the couch. You decide if you want to go purchase some strawberries, chop them up and eat them for dessert. You decide if you want to go to work. You decide if you want to brush your teeth. Every motion you make is of your choosing. So are they good decisions? And are they getting you closer to the person you want to be? And and this is what I think is really, really exciting. So maybe you're 40 or you're 50, and I'm just throwing out these kind of mid-range ages. Maybe you're looking in the mirror going, dang it, this is not who I thought I was going to be when I was 15, and I would, I'm kind of bummed in how I turned out. Well, you have so much control to change it. You can be who you want to be two years, five years, 10 years from now. You can totally undo any messes you've made to an extent, right? You can undo this. I can't tell you how many people I know in their 60s who've lost tremendous amount of weights and started running marathons in their 60s, first time marathon. That's incredible. And you can do incredible things, but first you have to own it. You have to know what you want to accomplish and you have to own it. So when you choose who you want to be, I need you to be specific. So we can all say, yeah, yeah, I want to be rich. So my version of rich and Jeff Bezos' version of rich are two very different things. I mean, to me, golly, if I had $10 million in my bank account, I would think I was rich. Jeff Bezos would cry his eyes out if he looked in his bank account and only saw $10 million. (sighs) Devastation, right? So Fitness is the same thing. You can't really just say, I want to be fit. You want to say, I want to be of ideal weight. You know, I want to weigh 172 pounds or 178 pounds. I want to wear someone in, I want to weigh somewhere in the 170s. I want to be able to run a complete 5K. Or I want to be able to swim a whole mile. Or I want to get out and dance every single night of the week. I mean, whatever it is, I want to be able to stand on my tippy toe in a yoga class with my one foot behind my head and my tongue up at my eyeball. You know, whatever it is, you have to specifically choose what your version of um, ideal you is. So be precise. Know who you want to be because if not, you're going to constantly fall short. Again, if I don't know that I want $10 million in my bank account, maybe I get to $1 million and think, hmm, yeah, this is pretty good. I like a $1 million. I'm happy with that. But you know what happens when you retire? And then you have all these health expenses and living expenses. Maybe I retire at 60, but I live to 95. That $1 million isn't going to go very far. It's probably not going to last me until 95 years old. So I need to know specifically, I want to have $10 million in the bank. I want to have my house paid off. I want my vehicle paid off. I want some sort of retirement account. To me, that will be rich. 
right? So with fitness, you have to be specific and then you have to follow through. You have to make plans or set goals, make plans and follow through. And when you start not following through, you got to kick yourself in your own rear end. Yeah, you got to look in the mirror and say, listen, slacker, this is not good enough. You can do better. And maybe you want to tell every person you know that this is what you're trying to accomplish and perhaps give them permission to call you out when you're being a total slacker. You know, it's funny. I um, We've talked about this before if you've been listening for a long time, but when friends gain weight, everyone shuts down. Nobody says a word. Your friend can gain 20 pounds and you think, hmm, put on a little weight, but I'm not going to say anything. 40 pounds. Wow. That person's gained significant weight. Not going to say anything. Your person could be 150 pounds overweight and you probably would still keep your lips shut because you wouldn't want to, quote unquote, offend a friend because we're all a bunch of snowflakes sometimes. I know. I sound rude. That's how I am, of course, and you know it. But on the flip side, if we see a friend lose 20 pounds and we think they're on the thin side, (gasps) gasp, we must let them know, oh my gosh, you look so thin, I'm worried about you. Is that the weirdest? When our friends gain 100 pounds, we say nothing. When they lose 20 pounds, we're mortified and we must speak out. Now, obviously, weight loss can be a problem. I'm not diminishing that. But maybe you want to put your goals out on your front door so everyone who knocks on it sees that you are training for a 5K or a mini triathlon or you better be out of the house at 6 p.m. every night for your Pilates class, whatever it is. Be an open book. Make bold proclamations and then request everybody serve as your personal trainer and your accountability coach and let them hold your feet to the fire. And you know what? Public opinion really has ability to sway behavior. So yeah, maybe if you don't show up at your karate class and your friends start asking, you're going to feel bad. So you'll do whatever it takes to get to the karate class. If you tell everyone you're going to lose one pound a week and then you start posting a picture of your feet on the scale every week, hey, that puts a little bit of pressure on yourself to make things happen. So I want everyone to feel proud, you know, of the things they have accomplished. But if you're slacking and you need to do better, okay, well, you don't have to be proud of being a slacker. It's okay to be a little disappointed on occasion. And then push the envelope and go get it. Go get it. And, you know, I struggle with a couple of things. And I, my fitness, the way I teach fitness, or I'll just say my brand, fitness, the way I do business is not about me. It's about you. And so I like to talk about you, 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 and ways to help you. And over the past year and a half, since I've been diagnosed with breast cancer, some of the attention has turned towards me, which made me very uncomfortable, which is why you haven't heard from me very much, because I, I don't enjoy talking about it. And so one of the things that I've discovered is, um, you know, I always was living life to the fullest before I truly felt that. But now, because I faced death, and I truly did, I mean, someone tells you, hey, you have cancer, those are devastating words that are terrifying and crippling. And the treatment that followed for me was horrific. I mean, it was just horrific and um, devastating. It was absolutely devastating. And I I was exercise free for, I 
over three months because I simply couldn't I couldn't walk up my street I couldn't walk to the mailbox I at some point if someone didn't bring me food I wouldn't have eaten because I couldn't get out of bed I could get motivated to go to the bathroom but I couldn't get motivated to go to the kitchen I was in dire straits and all I thought was I would give anything to just feel good again just to be healthy again and now that I'm on the on the opposite side of cancer I'm cured and and my doctor gave me permission to use that C word I can say I'm cured he believes I'm cured I know I'm in just in remission until I'm five years out and then I'm technically cured but I'm considering myself cured you know right now I have even more of an appreciation of life and the liberties of having a body that will do what you want it to do and so I am going out and I'm getting me some. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I'm talking like a redneck, but yes, I'm from Florida and I can do that. I am going out and I am getting me some. I had chemo finish up on May 11th and June 3rd. I had my port removed June 12th or June 13th. I went and did a Spartan 5K. Two weeks later, I did a triathlon. A couple weeks later, I tried surfing. Just a couple of days ago, I went out skateboarding. I have time to make up. I lost time when I was sick. I resented every second I was stuck in bed. I resented every second I felt sick and I felt less than. So now, I'm going to make up for all of those days. Every single day that I got stuck lying in bed or face down in the toilet bowl, I am going to have four days in each of those days placed to replace them with goodness and fun and athletic and I am in fierce pursuit of adventure and so I don't like to rub it in anyone's face I had cancer I had great perspective now I'm going out and getting it but the fact of the matter is I walk the walk right I have academic expertise and decades of experience which makes me a credible resource for you, but I am also walking the walk. Don't wait until you are diagnosed with, a, with diabetes, with MS, with ALS, with cancer. Don't wait. Don't wait until you get hit by a truck and all of your limbs are broken and you're stuck in a body cast and you can't move. And then all you wish is that, boy, you would have gone out and tried a, uh, a one mile fun run or gee whiz it would have been cool if I tried zip lining or golly I always wanted to go paddle boarding but you never did and now you can't because you're broken or now you can't because you're sick don't give up these healthy days I'm sorry if you can hear me banging <laughs> I'm banging my pencil on the table but I feel very passionate about things and when you are passionate you must bang this is a rule um, so yeah, you got to grab the bull by the horns and take control of your life. You have to own your life. There are zero people, be, zero people on earth can own your life besides you. It is yours. You are not a slave to your children or your spouse or your job. You make your choices. And here's the deal. Pick a time. So you say, oh, I don't have time for exercise. Baloney. Pick a time. You decide, hey, I have time for 10 minutes of exercise or I have time for 60 minutes. Whatever it is, you pick it. It's your choice. And then you have to go make it work. You got to figure it out. Even if you have to get up, you come home at night at 1045 and you're tired, too bad. You got to get your butt out, drag your dog out for a walk and do laps around your block safely with your rifle in your side. <laughs> you could protect yourself or mace or whatever. Walk on your treadmill. Um, but yeah, you make decisions and then you follow through and you own all of your failures and be, when you own your failures you can truly own your success because really 
nobody can nobody can make you successful you can't look at me and say fits make me fit i can't do that i can guide you i can lean in and i can poke you in the chest and i can bang my pencil but you have to do the work you have to make the choices and i know you can do this because i've seen it over my career i've seen it hundreds of thousands of times people turn the corner and say hey i'm going to be someone different and then they are they go they make a complete u-turn instead of becoming heavier and sicklier they go and be strong and vibrant and the before and after pictures are extraordinary transformations and that can be you and here's the other thing with all this corona nonsense going on what i don't hear are our leaders saying hey this is a really good time to stock up on vitamin c this is a really good time to get out and get some exercise because you know what the people that are worse off with this disease or this virus sorry not a disease are the sickly people if you are quote unquote at risk you know maybe you're involuntarily maybe you're elderly or maybe you like me last year maybe you have a disease and some mean medicine fine you there's people that are at risk but then there's the general population and all of a sudden our leadership said don't go to the gym don't go walk in the park don't go swim at the beach it's bad for you no you idiots, I mean, I could use much bigger words, going to the gym and going to the beach and going to the park is good for you. That's what builds up a strong immune system and your nutrition matters. And none of these leaders are talking about that because I think it's all political horse crap. They need to be talking to the American public and the people of the world, those other leaders need to do the same, is talk about really building up a strong, resilient body with a tremendous immune system. I mean, come on, it's not rocket science. You know, I can speak aggressively on this because I actually am an expert in this field. If more people focused on quality nutrition and moving their body, less people would be vulnerable to most every disease. That's including me. I don't, I still don't know why I, my uh, cell went rogue in my boob. Apparently it was just rogue, but we would know that if I was a lifelong smoker and I got lung cancer, well, I had kind of brought that on, right? I increase my chances of getting lung cancer by inhaling cigarette smoke daily. So there are things we do that cause cancers. There's things we can do to prevent cancers. Go look online, search anti-cancer foods. You will see some interesting research that can go a very long way. But don't wait, don't wait. And if you're afraid of COVID and Corona and that's, you know, the topic of the day, well then get fitter. Stop being weak, stop being sickly, get fitter, get motivated by produce, by lots of different color produce items, lots of citrus, get your vitamin C and get these nutrients through whole foods. The produce section, man, that's where it's at. That's where all the magic happens. Um, but you have a lot of control and I want you to start executing it. For our 100th anniversary, I want us to reestablish our commitment to ourselves we can do big things and we're going to do big things golly i can't wait to see what you look like and what you feel like and all the things you've accomplished on episode 200. so i want to revisit the exact formula for weight loss folks even if you've already read the exact formula for weight loss and you know it by heart and you've heard it before go to the go to fitness.com that's f-i-t-z N-E-S-S.com. That article, the exact formula for weight loss, is always on the cover. And it is always worthy of a read. It is always a good kick in the 
can and a good bit of information and full of tremendous reminders to set you straight and certainly an ideal thing to share with your friends. Remember, I don't want your money. I'm not asking for money to give you fitness advice. I just want your success. I want your success stories and I want all your friends' success stories. I want all of you to live well and live long and had fitness be a part of that. Um, so there's the exact formula for weight loss and to boil it down, simple stupid, is that you decide what weight you wanna be and let's pretend you wanna be 163 pounds. You will put a zero on the end of that number and that's gonna be your cal caloric budget. On average, a human body burns about 10 calories per pound of body weight per day. So if you are 200 pounds and you are not gaining or losing weight, we know you're consuming about 2,000 calories because that's what it takes to maintain a body that's 200 pounds. If you wanna gain weight, you'll start eating more than 2,000 calories and you certainly will gain weight. If you want to lose weight, you eat the amount of calories that would sustain the body type or the body size you're shooting for. So if you wanna be 163 pounds, 1,630 calories will get you there. You poke that into your phone, you get your MyFitnessPal app, that's the one everyone seems to love, and you poke in your intake throughout the day, and once you've hit 1,630 calories, you stop eating, it's that simple. If you fill your caloric budget up with lots of healthy, nutritious, low-calorie, high-quality foods, you will have a ton to eat and you will not go hungry. And you can still include some wiggle room for fun stuff. So for me, I aim to 85, 90% of my food choices are really good. And then I have fun with the other 10%. Whether I have, well, I do have a piece of chocolate every single day, but maybe there's a cookie in my day or maybe a brownie. I don't know. I lean towards chocolatey things, but whatever. Maybe it's a glass of wine for you. Maybe it's a couple of Cheetos. I don't know, but you, you choose where you want to have your wiggle room. But as long as it's all included in your caloric budget, you will lose weight. Now, this is not a diet. Diets are temporary measures that lead to temporary results and a world of frustration. Instead, this is your caloric budget for the size you want to be. The only way your caloric budget will change is if you change your fitness goals, you change your size goals. So you will learn how to eat 1,630 calories per day, and then you will do that for the rest of your life. And I know this works because I've seen it a million times with my uh, audience, and I've seen it myself because I used to be 45 pounds heavier than I am today, and using my caloric budget, I've been able to maintain a lean, hard body that I love. So it works, and again, there are no foods. I'm not telling you don't eat anything white, or never have a beer, or don't you touch sugar, or don't you touch chocolate. Now, do I encourage you to eat more quality foods? Absolutely, but you can still have a little bit of something, something that you love, and when given those parameters, you're a lot less likely to revolt, rebel, trash your caloric budget and just binge, right? If you're given flexibility, you never have to binge. You don't have to go a cheat day or a cheat meal. You just make smart choices. Who are you cheating on? <laughs> Yourself? That's pretty dumb. So we don't do cheat days or cheat meals. If you go a little above your caloric budget on one day, okay, well, maybe you go a little less on your budget for the next couple days. Maybe you exercise a little more. You have your baseline of almost always sticking with your caloric budget. And then when you go out of range, you make up for it, you compensate, big deal. You're a grown up. you can do that, right? I think you are. 
So exact formula for weight loss, it works every single time. It is not a diet. There is no expense to it. You just gotta stick to it. Again, please go read that article. There's, it's filled up with frequently asked questions. So do I reconsume the calories I burn during exercise? No, you should not do that. And the reason why is in that article. Um, but it's a life changer. And with weight being a major focus for most people, whether you want to lose two pounds or 200 pounds, the exact formula for weight loss works. Um, size does matter in many ways. And whether I, whether you think people that are larger can be beautiful or not, I do. Golly, I've seen some gorgeous, gorgeous women and pretty gorgeous men with larger weights. But do I worry about their heart and their joints? Absolutely. You know, there's certainly a consequence to having too much weight on our frame. So um, make that decision and go with it. And then when you've achieved your weight loss goals or weight gain goals, because that formula works in reverse as well, reach out and brag because I love hearing about it. Next up, let's talk about exercise. We're going to keep it simple, stupid, but I just want to revisit the basics because it's the 100th episode. So when do you want to exercise? You want to exercise most days of the week. I don't know who came up with this three days a week crap, but it's certainly not enough. Our bodies were made to move. This is why we have joints. This is why our shoulders bring our arms around in big circles. Our legs move forward, backwards, side to side. Our waist allows our torso to bend in all sorts of interesting directions. So we are not stationary objects. We were never intended to be. And I believe we should incorporate activity in almost every day unless you're super sick or maybe you're stuck on a plane to uh, Australia and you can't move <laughs> well okay fine you're stuck in your stupid seat but you should be moving and so some days you can dedicate to really vigorous intense exercise you're swimming hardcore or you're doing a boot camp class or running at a stadium those are highly intense activities but on the other days you can incorporate dog walking and yoga in your living room and dancing in the kitchen and strength training with your body weight at the office behind your desk when your boss isn't watching so you can always incorporate activity into your days and you just got to be um, you got to be deliberate you got to make sure it happens and then sometimes you got to be creative yeah there's no reason you shouldn't be able to work out in the workplace. Um, and most corporations, at least the ones that are smart and are likely to last a long time, are focused on employee wellness. And they want to know that you're taking care of your health because healthy employees call in sick less, require um, less expense on the health insurance, and they are more productive. So maybe you do want to show your boss that you are doing push-ups next to your desk. Maybe that's where you want to go. But again, most days of the week, three days, not enough. I do not accept that. In fact, I reject that concept completely. Get out, get moving. Because 24 hours of stillness, come on. That's not okay. That's not okay. And, and you can't argue that it's okay. So don't, don't go there. Um, what kind of exercise should you be doing? You should be doing cardiovascular exercise. That's the kind that makes you huff and puff. And the way I want you to do it is just in a way that challenges you. So... I'm not trying to keep up with ultra marathoner Michael Wardian. He literally runs 100 or 200 mile races. Okay, I'm not trying to keep up with Michael Wardian. 
but I am trying to keep up with Fitz Kohler. You know, I want to get her out. I get on a bike now. Biking's really hard for me, so I get on the spin bike at the gym, and I huff and I puff. I suck wind, and it feels good. And for me, I go biking, and now I'm up to 12 miles. And you know what? Half of my friends are laughing really hard at me in my 12 miles. They're laughing really hard because those jerky friends of mine are cycling 30 or 60 or 100 miles. And... I'm super proud of them, and I also kind of hate them a little bit, but it's awesome, and maybe one day I will get there, but right now, 12 miles on a bicycle is really challenging for me, so that's where I'm going with it, but it makes me huff and puff, and that's that's the bottom line is I don't care what you do, as long as it makes you <gasps> huff and puff, do that. Um, should you be doing it in a place where you're hyperventilating and you cannot breathe? No, that's too much. Is cardio walking your dog leisurely while chatting with your neighbor? No, that is not cardio. Cardio is when you huff and puff. When, you, when you're sweating a little bit and you're slightly uncomfortable with your breathing, that is what cardio, those are the qualifications for cardio. So figure that out, get moving. Next thing is strength training. Strength training oh, is the fountain of youth. If you want a great looking body, I highly recommend you invest in strength training. If it's purely for vanity, Strength training is the way to go. It boosts your metabolism, helps you become leaner, makes your body curvier and firmer, but it also is a secret to resiliency. So if you want to be uninjured, if you want to be able to carry all the groceries out of the trunk into the house without twisting or spraining your back, strength will go a long way. If you want to pick up your grandbaby without harming your back or your wrist or your shoulder, whatever, strength training is the answer. So. I want you to do it. Now, some people say, I don't like dumbbells. Okay, fine. Don't do dumbbells. Do bands. Use your body weight. You can do lunges. You can do squats. You can do dips off a chair. You can do push-ups on the floor. You can use uh, kettlebells. You can use medicine balls. You can use a TRX. You can use a bench at a park. There's all sorts of ways to do strength training. I'm not going to list them all here, but you get my drift. You don't really have the luxury of making an excuse because you don't like meatheads at the gym, those horrible guys that grunt and wear tank tops with the big armholes. This is not the 80s, okay? <laughs> we are not a threat of muscle heads beating us up at the gym. Everybody at the gym is just doing their best to become their better version of themselves. So. Stop worrying about the big muscly men with the big armpit armholes and go do your own thing. And is anybody judging you? No, because nobody cares. They're focused about themselves. And you know what? On occasion, I show up looking goofy. Right now, I've got this nutty professor hair and it's all, all over the place sometimes. And maybe somebody does look my direction and think, gee whiz, she looks a little weird. And I can nod my head and say, yep. I agree. I look a little weird, so I hope it gave you a laugh today. So any, anyway, strength training matters. Um, you should work each individual body part every other day. That's my request for you. Now, obviously, many of you will do it every third day or fourth day. But for the max benefit, you would do, say, your chest muscles every other day. Not every day. And I have a podcast. It's like podcast number four or something like that. Look at my strength training podcast, and you'll get all the uh, tidbits on that. But yeah, work each muscle group every other day. You can do your whole body on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday. Just keep it going. Or you can do upper body on Monday, lower body on Tuesday. You can vary uh, which body parts you train from day to day. But 
train them aggressively, tra train them in a way where um, you can do six to 10 repetitions of a certain exercise. But by the time you get to repetition number 10, you're thinking, holy cow, I need to be done. Like this is super hard. And don't pick up a little three pound weight and swing it around if that's not challenging to you. You know, some women are like, I can't strength train. I don't want to get big muscles. Well, likely you're not going to get big muscles because women, we don't make the same type of testosterone that gives men their big muscles. And if you are making huge muscle, there's a good chance you're juicing up with steroids or something weird. So stop that if you don't want big muscles. Um, women, you're just likely going to have lean, hard curves that you love. And um, men, you do have a lot more capacity for size if that's what you choose not all men do some men have a really high metabolism and they can never put on size no matter how they work but uh you do the best with what you have strength training fountain of youth everyone needs to do it and it will make you resilient and it will allow you to be athletic and have more fun for more years um, next up flexibility training which is stretching and you can stretch in all sorts of ways you can stretch at a yoga class you can stretch in the shower, which I highly recommend. You can stretch with tools such as the bosu or resistance bands or ropes to help you increase flexibility. But it matters, and the reason flexibility matters is because as soon as you move your body in a direction out of its comfortable range of motion, you become at risk for strains, sprains, and tears. And so the more mobile and bendy your body naturally is, the less likely it is to become injured. And you know what happens when you're injured? Then you slide back and you also can't do the strength or cardio that you really like to do and maybe you put on the weight. So flexibility matters. Work on it. And that is something you can do every single day, multiple times a day. Cardio you can also do every single day. But flexibility, I highly recommend you stretch as much as you can whenever you can, wherever you can. Be a weirdo about it. I think it's that important. And last but not least, balance training. Balance training matters because if you don't have good balance, you tend to fall down. And when grown-ups fall down, <sighs> bones tend to break. Sometimes big ones, sometimes femurs, sometimes hips, sometimes skulls. And that's not a really good idea. So um, I want you to practice improving your balance. That can be as simple as just standing on one foot. When you become good at that, stand on one foot with your eyes closed. Stand on your one foot with your eyes closed. Swing your arms around a little bit. You can stand on balance tools such as a BOSU or a balance disc. You can stand on a couch pillow. There are things you can do to improve your balance and I think you should. As we age, the more like the more often we fall the higher our chances of premature death and that's actually one of the things that sends elderly people straight to the hospital and then straight to the grave is a fall so let's prevent falls now let's prevent them as we age and you know i'm on that skateboard now so whoo my balance is gonna matter more than ever Balance, but yeah, so it's cardio, strength training, flexibility training, and balance. And listen, these are my simple rules of thumb. If you ever get curious, like how hard do I have to work? If you're strength training, you should be grunting. Ugh, this is heavy. If you're doing cardio, huffing and puffing. If you're doing stretching and flexibility training, you know you're on the right track when you start wincing. You know that point where you, you, your eye, you wink your eye because ouch, that hurts a little bit? That's quality stretching. And for balance training, you should be wobbling while you're trying to um, 
stay upright and not fall down. Now, if you're one of those fancy yoga guys and you can stand on your tippy toe with your foot behind your ear and your tongue on your eyeball and you can do that stationary without any wobbling at all, well, you are not making progress and you need to up the ante because when you start wobbling and your body is adjusting, that's how you know it's getting better. Huh. Next up on our Fit Body Own Your Life podcast, next up is sleep peacefully. Remember, you own your life. You have to control your scenario that will allow you to sleep the most peacefully. So are you someone who stays on your computer or your phone light at night? As I've been told, the blue light is a deterrent to quality sleep. So perhaps you turn off your technology an hour or so before you plan to go to sleep. Do you have a snoring spouse? Audio snoring spouse. That snoring spouse has got to fix their problem or they got to get out of the room or you got to get out of the room. (laughs) That's just the way it is. I'm sorry for your marriage. But you need sleep because tired people tend not to make good choices with their eating habits and tired people definitely do not um, tend to exercise aggressively and uh, successfully. So sleep matters in a major way. Also, tired people are cranky. Tired people don't accomplish great things at work. Tired people don't do well on tests. Blah, 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 blah. Tired people are not You do not want to be a tired person. That's what I'm saying. You don't want to be a tired person. So maybe you get a sound machine. Maybe you get one of those little, it's got crashing waves and maybe that helps you sleep at night. Maybe you have one that sounds like a thunderstorm or whooshing wind. There's a lot of options out there. And some of these like Apple Watch and Garmin and so forth, they will track your sleep and let you know when you're waking up in the middle of the night or if you're sleeping soundly and if you're sleeping soundly good for you um, but you got to make sleep a priority because if you're not sleeping well consistently other things will start to fall apart um, so grab the bull by the horns when it comes to eating when it comes to exercise definitely when it comes to sleep and um, last but not least I'm going to throw in a reminder to remove the cranky people from your life if you have a horrible neighbor or friend who treats you badly, stop associating with that person. If you work in a place where your boss treats you like garbage, either stand your ground or start looking for a new job. Being in a stressful environment where you are not being treated kindly or with respect is horrible for your health. It's horrible for your immune system. Again, corona folks are real worried about this. Well, maybe your nasty boss has something to do with your weak immune system. So, You really have to work to make sure you are associating up, you are associating with people that are kind, people that treat you with respect, and people who aren't violent, right? We just don't need that in our life. And it's interesting, I listen to some of these talk shows on the radio to kill time, and there's always someone that, you know, is just tolerating BS, whether it's a mean spouse, sometimes women are hitting men, I mean, it goes both ways, or they have horrible grown children that are in the home leeching off their parents in their 30s and they're still making the home miserable. Okay, well, put your foot down. You are responsible for your life. You are responsible for your environment, especially if you're paying for that environment. So it matters. And if you've got someone who's rude to you, just decide not to spend time with them. All right, just go in a different direction. If you're part of a club and the president of the club is a cranky pants and kind of nasty well okay we'll join a different club you don't have to subject yourself 
to abusive behavior. Obviously, physical violence is unacceptable unless you're Kelly Campbell and you're a black belt in karate and you're kicking all your karate peers, then go ahead and be violent, Kelly. But everyone else has to, um, everyone else has to pursue a peaceful atmosphere. And you know what? They exist. If you live in a volatile family, okay, you're blood related. You don't have to be uh, continuously surrounded by family members. I, I grew up with some nastiness in my family and I've just chosen not to take part anymore. So I keep, and I keep a relationship with the good, respectful, wonderful people that I have a blood relation. And the ones who are nasty and mean and selfish and disrespectful, I don't have anything to do with them. And my blood relation does not obligate me to tolerate abuse. And as a mother, I assure you, the last thing I will ever do is allow my children to see me show up and tolerate abuse because you know what will happen? They'll do the same someday. So if you're a grown-up and you have children surrounding you, you are completely obligated to remove yourself from horrible people because if you don't, your kids are going to allow themselves to be victimized too, and that would just blow. Ah, man, a hundred episodes. I truly think that, you know, we have we've had a lot of fun. I, I, you know, I'll start there. We've just had so much fun and I love you guys. I love talking to you guys so much. And I love the response after you listen to the podcast where you tell me you went running and listened, or you tell me, I can't wait to listen to your podcast in the morning when I go out to do whatever, bike riding or whatever. Um, but man, I love it. I love the outcomes. And, you know, the reason I wanted to talk about taking ownership of your own life and revisit some of these health and fitness principles today is because this is the foundation of who I am, of what my business does, and how I need to connect with you guys and remind you that you are capable of absolutely anything and you just need to choose who you want to be. You know, I can give you the tools to get there, but you are the master of your domain. You know what I'm saying? You are the one who's in charge of the you. Only you are in charge of the you. And, um, I'm really excited about life again. I mean, I've always been excited about life. I just really like activity and living and friendship and I love my work. All the things are great, but I'm really excited about every day. You know, I wake up and I find something that makes me laugh. I find something that makes me sweat, something that challenges me. I'm looking for new adventures all the time and I want that for you too. I want you Um, to live a long, fulfilling life. And when you get to the end of it, I want you to look back and say, damn, I did good. I did damn good. So um, yeah, that's what I want for you. That's what I want for me. And let's go get it, right? Let's go get it. Here, I'm going to bang my pencil one more time. Yeah. All right, folks. So a reminder that my new book will be out. I'm aiming. I'm really hoping to have it out in October. It's called My Noisy Cancer Comeback, and I am super excited to share all the juicy and gory details of my bizarro, strange, funny, terrifying cancer experience with you. And as well, I'd like you to keep motivating your kids to be fit. Uh, Many of them have lost school, they've lost recess, they've lost sports, and all sorts of activities. So If you head to morningmilechallenge.com, there's an opportunity for you to get them to sign up for the challenge. Um, They commit to 15 days full of activity. There's a downloaded calendar. And once they have finished those 15 days of physical activity in September, we're mailing out um, Morning Mile medals and Morning Mile buffs, which I'm really excited about. But uh, I love you all. 
I know many of you have listened to all 100 of these episodes and uh, I can say bless your heart. Oh my gosh, that's a lot of Fitzkohler in your ear and uh, <laughs> that's, I'm a lot, right? I'm a lot and I make no apologies for it. If you've forgotten to do so, put a little Fitzy on your shoulder. I want to go with you wherever you go. I want to help you with every workout. I want to encourage you to make good choices at every meal and um, just know that I truly love you and I'm so appreciative of the fact that you let me into your life and you trust me and um, and then and that we're friends because I truly think we are so having said that I'm gonna leave right now and it is your turn to get to work bye team Hi, this is Rudy Novotny, the voice of America's marathons. We all love how much running has benefited every aspect of our lives, so much so that most of us only wish we'd started sooner. Wouldn't it be wonderful to give the opportunity to children of today? Well, you can. The Morning Mile is a before-school walking and running program that gives children the chance to start each day in an active way while enjoying fun, music, and friends. That's every child, every day. It's also supported by a wonderful system of rewards, which keeps students highly motivated and frequently congratulated. Created by our favorite fitness expert, Fitz Kohler, morning milers across the country have run over 2 million miles and are having greater success with academics, behavior, and sports because of it. The morning mile is free to the child, free to the school, and is inexpensively funded by businesses or generous individuals. Help more kids get moving in the morning by visiting morningmile.com champion the program at your favorite school or find out more about sponsorship opportunities that's morningmile.com long may you run